Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Uh, we just thank you for your presence. Just thank you for who you are, who you've revealed yourself to be. Father, it's just so good to be in your presence with all the hectic stuff that's going on in life. You're so much bigger than this. Your authority is larger. Your love is broader. Your thoughts and your ways are so much higher. Father, thank you for sharing your kingdom with us. And we just ask right now for that that connection point, that junction point between heaven and earth. Father, that heaven would reveal and manifest things here on earth as we share in this time, as we have our eyes focused on Jesus, as we have your, your presence and your spirit around us. We just open ourselves up to your majesty, your glory, your power, your beauty, your ways, Father. Oh, you're the best. Father, thank you for your awesome love. Thank you for what you've done for us. That while we were still sinners, you sent Jesus to die for us. When the planet was so contemptible and just in such darkness, you sent Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Father, right now in this moment, we thank you for what you're doing on the earth at the moment. We thank you for what's happening around the world, where we see people on their knees in South Africa just praying because of the, the riots and are worshipping you, Father, in, in, yeah, with riots and looting going on around. Father, I thank you for all the churches in Australia that are joining together at the moment and, and because you're the answer. You're the answer. It's not a vaccine that's the answer. You're the answer. It's not having the economy kick-started. You're the answer. Jesus, you're the answer. We just thank you that you're the way, the truth, and the life. We fix our eyes, we fix our mind on you right now, Jesus, the author, the one who started it all, and the perfecter, the refiner. Oh, have your way. Have your way, Father. Amen. Who agrees with us this morning? Amen. You can shout it out in your home. Amen. Go to the window and just say, I'm yelling. Amen. There's no one here I can do it to, so yeah. So we're going to just, oh, I, can, <laughs> I can yell at Kylie. No. So um, yeah, don't forget, we're just part of our, our um, believing in what God does is being generous. Jesus said in Matthew, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. And so giving is part of that and tithing is an important, important part of that. It precedes the law and it carries on through into the New Testament. So we're just going to throw up on the screen now the ways that you can tithe. You can just click on your phone and um, scan a cop, scan that thing there and yeah. And if you've got real money, put it in a sock and as I've said before, throw that sock at Pastor Adrian next time you see him. So this morning, thanks guys, this morning, um, Kylie, yeah. so gra- glad to be here. It's good to be here. Mm. Are we going to mention tonight? Um, yeah. Yeah, you, w- you would have got an email that said that we were going to do um, prayer and worship tonight, but with the restrictions down to five people, uh, it's pretty impossible for us to do that because we wanted, we wanted a worship team and we wanted people to be able to pray mm. Um as well, and we're just not going to be able to have the numbers to to do that. So, um, and it's part of coming together. And yeah. and I I just threw a fleece out there, and um, to I just asked God, okay, if this is going to if this is it, then we'll we'll continue on with it tonight. And the answer just came back, um, no. So, well, we it will, confirmed it. We so will do it. We, we will. will do it. We'll let you know. And we've been talking to Steve and Sally, and they send their love to us um, in, in buckets, in trucks, in, I don't know, in those big planes that come flying across and dump the, you know, the fire water on the bushfires. They, they just said, look, they want to be here. And because we were talking about potentially over the next um, week, if it doesn't come out of lockdown, then we, we could look at doing maybe a live stream. But if we're in lockdown as well, 
uh, it's, it sort of gets really messy and they want to be here. Like the, the number one thing is God's just really put it on their hearts, put it on our hearts that, that we continue on with this. So um, everything's on hold at the moment. We'll, we'll so keep you posted. We're but, praying that they can get here ASAP. Yeah. But um, mm. we still want to pray. Uh, we, we can't meet together and pray, but I yet. still want to, <laughs> yeah, yet. But I still want to have us praying together and believing for breakthrough in our city and believing for um, hearts aflame in the church, believing for miracles, people leaning into faith again and not just into fear, but into faith. And yeah, there are a whole bunch of things that we want to um, pray for. So yeah, over the next week. Yeah. So we'll keep doing that. Yes. You'll hear more because this went into lockdown. We, we did a wedding on Thursday night. Mm. Because um, it was a last-minute thing. Three hours notice. Zildjian and Chloe were uh, going to get married on Saturday. And then when it all closed down, uh, well, it looks like it was closing down and they started making plans. So we ended up doing a, a rush through and they got married. It was lovely. It was yeah, Zildjian and Chloe Larkin. Mr. Woo-hoo. and Mrs. Larkin. Yes. Yeah. What a beautiful night that was. Yes. yes. So will we do uh, WhatsApp prayer? Ah, that'll probably be the way um, we do it. Yeah, on Monday morning. Get get on the WhatsApp prayer on Monday morning. Mm. And we'll we'll be praying together. We'll be agreeing together. Mm. Awesome. Definitely. So the title of our message this morning is Are You Following? Are you following? Um We've we've both done hiking trips where we've been in charge of groups of people where we've had to lead Mm. Groups of people. Um, when I was a chaplain, I did some hiking trips with the school, and I, I would be allocated six students or something that I would have to make sure didn't get lost, that would follow me um, through the through the trails. And you've done the same thing with yeah. groups of students and youth. Yes. At, um, yeah. Where you've had to trips. be responsible for leading people yeah. in a hiking situation. And one of the things that you find yourself doing a lot um, is looking over your shoulder, going, are they all still there? <laughs> are they all still coming or have, have I lost any of them? Have any of them wandered off on the wrong trail or have they stopped because they're exhausted? Do they need someone mm. else to carry their pack for a while? Have they got a blister we have to address? Do they need a break? Do they need a drink? Do they need a snack? And, and, and trails, like most people don't understand, but when you're hiking, there is no trail. Mm. You're blazing a trail many times. There might be markers. Mm, but you have to find them. <laughs> you have to find them. And if you don't keep your eyes out for them, like I remember going across um, Mount William and there were just little piles of rocks every now and then as indicators of where the, the um, track was. Mm. But they were in amongst the same coloured rocks mm. Because no one bought different coloured rocks up onto the mountain. They yeah. all just used rocks from around there. Yeah. So it just looked like rocks. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't have your eye tuned in to be looking for them, because some of them were a couple of hundred metres or even further apart. Mm. And so you could easily lose your... Lose your way. Well, you lose your way because you, you'd never been that way before. And but it's easier if you're following someone. If you're following someone. If, if you're the one being led, mm. it's easier than, you know... But if as you're you said, turning around, checking on the people behind yeah. you. But and, and as you said, if they, if if someone stopped to adjust something there, mm. and then you didn't realise, and you kept on walking, mm. and then they kept walking on the track which they thought you were on, mm. you That's could end right. up lost, That's or right. they would. Yeah. So, so it makes me wonder. You know, Jesus said thirteen times in the Gospels, "Come and follow wow. me, come and follow me," and um, you know, is that what is that what Jesus is constantly doing with us, looking over his shoulder, <laughs> going, are they, still, are they still there? Are they well, still following? I know he's constantly <laughs> interceding, so he's probably, yeah, yeah, going, Father. Yeah. Do they need someone else to carry something for them for a while? Do they, do they need to, you know, slow down? Do they need a break? Mm. But, but I'm sure he's constantly aware um, that, we, that we need to be following him. Definitely. And he's constantly looking out for us. And he, he used those same words when he called the disciples. Um, we find that in Matthew chapter 4 where he called Andrew and Simon and Peter. Um, you know, they were casting their nets and he just said, come and follow me. And they just 
put down their livelihood mm. and they didn't really know what it was going to look like, that they just immediately um, followed after Jesus. And then in Matthew chapter 9, he did the same thing um, with Matthew, the tax collector. Matthew was sitting at his booth and Jesus said, hey, Matthew, come and follow me. But they, they saw it as such an honour because mm. he was a rabbi and they, were, and they were just tradesmen and he was asking them to come and be taught by him mm. and, and to emulate him. And that was such an honour for them. And I was thinking, you know, it, it's also an honour for us and we need to remember that. Come on. That it's such an honour for us to follow our teacher and to be teachable and to be continually looking to him for what does he have to teach me today? What, what, how am I going to grow today? You know, what do I, what is he saying that I need to listen to today? So the question is, are you following him? Mm. Are you listening to him? Are you being attentive to your teacher? And, um... Yeah, it, it's such an honour mm. to be led by Jesus. Um, in John ten twenty seven, Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Not only do they listen to my voice, but, but they follow me. He knows us and we follow him. But when we look at, in Matthew chapter 19, there's a story of the rich young ruler. Yeah. And he came to Jesus and he said, what good thing do I need to do to get eternal life? And Jesus told him about the commandments. He said, you know, make sure you're doing this and you're doing that. You're keeping the commandments. You don't murder. You don't commit adultery. And he went, tick, tick, tick. Yeah. I've done all those I've things, all those since, things. I yeah, yeah. since I was a young boy. Yeah. Since I was little. Um, since I was young, so, you know, what what else do I need to do? And I think he was just hoping that Jesus would say, you're all good, you're great, you're, you're doing a great job. Yeah, finally, I've, I've found the one yeah. that's just like me. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was looking for a bit of a pat on the back, to be honest. But Jesus said, um, well, if you really want to be perfect or if you really want to be perfected. Yeah. If you really want to become like me, then sell everything that you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. Wow. Come and follow me. Mm. It's not just a one-off, okay, I'm just going to do one good thing. I just got to believe in him or just um, tick off the commandments. Mm. But he said, actually, actually follow me. Actually learn from me. Actually emulate me. And it said that he was, it says he was really sad because he had great wealth and he, and he didn't want to do that. He mm. didn't want to follow Jesus. And it's interesting because, number one, he was rich. Mm. And number two, he was young. Mm. Number three, he was a leader. Yeah. So, you know, when you're young and you've got everything going for you, a leader and wealthy, mm. you'd think, I'm cruising. Yeah. I'm doing it all. And not yeah. only that, when he asked Jesus, what do I need for mm. to inherit the kingdom? He says, you need to keep the commandments. And he goes, Beauty. done that as well. Yeah. I'm rich, mm. I'm young, I'm a leader, mm. and I've been keeping all the laws. Yeah. I've, I've done it all. And Jesus, because he would probably thought, I'm blessed, I've got, I'm rich and I'm mm. a leader because mm. God's blessing and favour is on my life. Mm. That is not always the benchmark. No. Wealth is not a benchmark in knowing that God is favouring you. Mm. Um, being a leader is not a benchmark that God is favouring you. <laughs> Just being young is, you know, it's a blessing. <laughs> but is. all those things, like, in, and mm. then Jesus said, then sell everything, which would take away his, um, you know, that position of wealth and mm. leadership as well, mm. because a lot of that leadership probably came because he was esteemed as a, as a wealthy young man yeah. and seen as a successful but Mm. that wasn't the case jesus said no sell all that give it away and follow me yeah which rattled him there is a price to pay isn't Mm. it and it rattled him and he he left very sad because he Mm. had great wealth yeah and then jesus said um it's it's hard for a rich Mm. man to enter the kingdom of heaven but i don't i don't think he was talking about 
eternity necessarily. I think he was talking about, he was giving him an invitation to enter into his kingdom purposes right now, right right Mm. here on earth. And we all have that invitation Mm. to enter into his kingdom purposes right here, right now. Because believing, I know it says in Romans 10, if you believe in your heart, then you'll be saved. But believing is just the beginning, isn't it? It is. Believing is just the very beginning to a life of following Jesus, a life of discipleship. That's just the foundation. But he wants us to build on that, doesn't he? Mm. He wants us to, he has so much to add to that starting point of of just believing. I've got a a great quote here from A.W. Tozer. Tozer. I love him because A.W. Tozer says it like it is. He he did not pull punches. He did not pull any punches. He was one of those amazing men of God that just just uh, dished it out the way the way it is. He said it's one thing to believe the Bible, but it's something else altogether to allow the Bible through the ministry of the Holy Spirit to impact and to change your life. Mm. So mm. it's one thing to believe, that's just the beginning, but to actually be transformed through that journey of discipleship and being led by the Holy Spirit. That's something else altogether. It is. It's profound, isn't it? And that's that's God's plan for us. We're not just here to be saved. We're here to fulfill a godly purpose Definitely. for our lives. Yeah. And that is to be disciples. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, this is what he said to his disciples. Therefore, he didn't say go and make believers of all nations. Just just get them <laughs> saved. On. Just get Come them on. into heaven. Yep. That's enough. Just get them to believe in who I am. No, he said go and make disciples yes. of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then there's more. And then teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Make disciples out of them like I have made disciples out of mm. you. And, and I'll be with you and always. And disciple is someone who disciplines themselves after the teachings or after the, the modelling of a, yeah. of a leader. Yeah. Yeah, so that journey of discipleship is, is what he's calling us to. And he's calling us to be disciples and he's calling us to make disciples. Mm. So I've just got three points that we're going to go through. Fantastic. Number one is faith produces fellowship. Mm. Faith produces fellowship or discipleship. Um, in, in James, it says that, you know, you might believe that God is one and, that, and that's great, but the demons also believe and they shudder. And they bristle in awe-filled terror. That's what it says in the bristle. Amplified. Bristle in awe-filled terror. So, yeah, it's not enough just to believe no. who Jesus is. It's not just enough to believe that God is real. Because even the demons believe. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, I've, I've met so many people that say, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. But, but they, the they, demons believe is no. It's not just mm. like a belief that they mm. hold. They know, they know who God is. the power of yeah. God. They, yeah. They've seen his they've authority and his <laughs> yeah, They've, his they've power. encountered his majesty, mm. his beauty, his love mm. and his wrath. And his judgment. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So they know who God is. And you talk to some people and they say, but I, I believe in Jesus. I yeah. believe in God. Mm. But they don't want to take that next step yeah. to devote their life to him or to go on the journey of discipleship. And... And that's what he's called us to, not to just believe. That's right. So faith produces fellowship. Mm. Faith, it goes on to say in James, um, this is 18 to 20, but are you willing to recognize, you foolish person, that faith without works is useless? So you can have faith that God exists, but if you're not actually willing to put that faith to work and become a disciple and obey everything that's in the word of God, Mm. then your faith is pretty useless really because you're not doing anything with it. It's not producing anything in your life. 
So that's the first point. Faith produces fellowship. The second point is faith and fellowship produce fellowship. Ooh, I like that. Faith and fellowship produces fellowship. You're quite good at turning a phrase there. That's, that's beautiful. I thought about it. Oh, you <laughs> so in, in Matthew chapter 16, I've got a lot of verses out of Matthew today. 16 to 18, Jesus is talking to Simon and he says, you know, who do they say I am? Who's everyone saying that I am? Simon comes up with the right answer and he says, I know that you're Christ. I know that you're the Messiah. And then Jesus says, Peter, on this rock, this revelation that you have, this understanding, this faith in me that you have, Mm. I will build my church. And the... The correct term for, for that word church is my community. Mm. My, it's my ecclesia, isn't it? Yeah, the ecclesia. Yeah. Then. Which is on that faith that you have, Peter, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to build my, my community. So faith in Jesus means that we are then called to be part of his community. We're called to be part of his church. Not That's only right. that, but we're co-workers with him. Yes. In building his kingdom, building his church on the earth today, right now, right here. Mm. And there's, there's this um, murmuring that I've heard a lot. I've, Let's call it what it is, a lie. It's a lie. It's a yeah. deception. It's, it's total we're, counterfeit. We're, we're not going to pull any punches. We're going to no, be like A.W. Tozer. Tozer, right? Yeah. There is a deception that has always been around ever since I've been in church. But since, since COVID, it's really um, raised its ugly head a, a lot more because I think people have enjoyed being comfortable being able to be at home a lot more. They think, well, I can work at home. You know, I can spend more time at home. Do I really need to go to church? Yeah. Do I really need to go to church to be a Christian? Exactly. Can't I just, you know, watch church from home? Can't I just listen to a podcast? I can just head down the river. And can I just yeah. spend time, just me and Jesus, just me and Jesus? Mm. It all sounds very romantic, yeah. but it's very, very unscriptural. It is. And, and it's a deception because Jesus said, I will build my church here on earth. Half the Bible is written to the church, to the church of Galatia, mm. to the church of Ephesians, yeah. to the Philippian church. Half of the Bible is written to either – it's written to a collective. It's, it's either written to the Israelites, yep. which were a collective and a community, or it's written to the church. Mm. It is not written to you as an individual. And I think the – although it is written to yeah, you as an individual, it, but, but it is also written to us as a collective. So if we only read it like it's written to me and it's just between me and Jesus – then we're missing the big picture that we are called to be a community, that we are called to gather together, that we are called to be the almighty church that Jesus is going to use in this day and age to reveal his wonder, his love, his mysteries to to unbelievers. Because it doesn't say that you are a chosen person, a royal priest. You are a chosen people. People and a royal, royal priesthood. That's a holy a nation. A holy nation. A people belonging to God. Yeah, people, not that a person. you all together may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness that, it's, into his light. It, it's all that, um, that collective there. Yeah. And, and so, so many times because of hurts or mm. because of pressures or whatever it might be, we can easily fall into the because we're lazy, mm. lazy except for when we want to have something our default, own that we really want to do. Yeah, then we'll go after it. But our default is to be lazy and to be yeah apathetic. And the enemy loves pressing, like just going, "Oh no, you've done enough. You, you've done enough. You don't need to do anymore." And it's not about doing; it's about being, mm. being in His presence, mm. being with others that can be iron against iron, yeah. sharpening us yes. up. Because believe it or not. You can't be dull and rusty in this hour. You've got to be sharp yeah. and honed yes. and bright in this yeah. hour. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. we are the church. We're the church. Please, We're the ecclesia. Please don't fall into the deception that the church is a building that we attend. Yeah. Church is a place that we go to so we can tick that box and say, 
I did that on Sunday, so I'm all good with God. We are the church. You are the church. I am the church. Or we, or once a month, or once. Oh, once a fortnight, yeah. or however often <laughs> you feel like church. you need to attend church. But we are called to be the church. We are called to contribute. We are called to not just come and receive. Mm. We are called how. When you think of all the times that the Bible mentions one another, yeah, yes, spur one another on to love and good deeds, yeah. encourage one another, carry one another's burdens, love one another, pray for one another, be patient with one another, mm. um, do good, do good to one another, or have you consider said that? Yeah. how you may spur one another on to you said love. That one. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of one another. Serve one another. Yes. Carry one another's burdens. Lay All down your things. life for Lay one another. Lay down your life for one another. How, how do you do that if you've disconnected yourself from the others, brothers and sisters in Christ? Well, then you just do it with your family. But it's, it's, it's bigger than that. It's not just that. It's bigger than that. What we are called to mm. is so much bigger than that. Family and is your first place of ministry. Yes. But it's, it's not your ecclesia. Yes. It's your first place of yeah. ministry, yeah. but it's not your ecclesia. Mm. The ecclesia is the people of God and it's coming together. Yes. And it only needs two, two or more. Mm. And the argument could be given, oh, but I'm with my wife and we go for a coffee and we do it with the mindset of being aware of God. That's fantastic. But you're only getting a temporal, earthly reflection of, of God there. But when we come together, he's enthroned in the praises mm. of his people mm. and He's revealed yes. when we come together yes. because it's, the, it's that manifest presence of all the flavorings coming out. Mm. And I love it. Like last Tuesday morning at Breakthrough Prayer, there was such a stirring of, mm. of, of prayer yeah. that were different mm. but very much mm. the same. And I came out of that feeling so fertile in the spirit, mm. like just yeah. there was – and, and God was just speaking to me. Mm. And I was thinking – if I didn't come, I wouldn't have got any of that. That's right. Yeah. But so, we take we take a subordinate place yeah. instead of really mm. his ways are higher, his yeah. thoughts are higher, yeah. and we go, oh no, no, we'll bring it down to what is comfortable mm. and um, accomplishable for us within mm. our time frame, mm. you know, within our means, within yeah. what we have left. It's easy to be- become complacent. Yeah. During these times where. You know, we're constantly locked down. There's a lot that we can't do. It's just easy to become so complacent. But complacency doesn't reflect the kingdom of God. No. There is nothing about God, God or his church that is complacent. No. Not so at all. we've, you know, we've, we've got to just rip that out by the roots. Yeah. And 1 Corinthians twelve twenty seven says, Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. You are the body of Christ. He calls us a body. He calls mm. us a family. Calls us an army. All of yes. those are collective terms. So how how can you be a disciple and not be part of the body of Christ? Exactly. How can you be a follower of Jesus and not be part of what He laid down His life for? Mm. He said, "I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not stand against it." How you might be able to be a believer. And not be part of a collective, not be part of a church community. But you can't be a follower of Jesus. You can't be a mm. disciple mm. and not and not sow yourself in and contribute to the community that Jesus said that mm. He would establish. See, this morning on um, sunrise, just before we headed to church. And not sunrise as in the sun coming up, on Channel 7, the morning show, Sunrise. And they did an article on Ryan and Karen mm. Fowler with yeah. the um, Rio's legacy so and how good. he had just, and Brent um, and Jenny are yeah. over there helping him at the moment. Yeah. And he's just finished doing a thousand kilometre run and ride. Mm. And he raised $100,000 for a bear cottage or hospice yeah. care over in, in mm. Perth. And this is a, a journey that. God's taken them on and they and hearing Karen say I'm we're so blessed to be in this position to be able to be afforded this yeah, and what an but afterwards the um what do you call them the the common the people on the not a, the ones doing the report but the anchor let's call them that the mm. anchor said 
what astounding people. Where do they get that from? They mm. are just amazing people. Isn't it incredible that in Australia we have families like the Fowler family? Mm. But that is because they are seeing Jesus yeah. in the family Fowler yeah. and the, the Fowler family. Yes. The family Fowlers. <laughs> they are seeing Jesus That's in right. them. And these guys, yeah. their faith isn't in raising money for this. Their faith is in Jesus. Yeah. They are following the leading of the Spirit mm. and they are journeying well in this, yeah. you know. And yeah. and the where God's going to take them in that is going to be mm. astounding. Mm. You know, I really believe that they're going into greater and greater things, that their influence is increasing. Mm. And it's not their influence, it's the influence of Jesus through them. It's the yeah. light that they're bringing. It's the salt that they're yes. bringing. And people are going, how are you doing this? And they know it's because of Jesus. Yeah. But they have surrounded themselves with people. Mm. They are in a great church. Mm. Well, they're about to move again, but yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Delete, delete. Delete. If, if you... Uh... <laughs> Would like to give to Rio's legacy. Yes. I can't remember the website, but if you It's probably go- something like Rio's legacy. Yeah, dot com <laughs> something. Anyway, Google it. Um, they've just raised $100,000, but if we can just keep adding yeah. to that, that would be awesome. And we'd love to do a – we w- have talked about doing a fundraiser um, for them in the future when we come out of lockdown. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting off track, but the point is – Yeah, the point is – that. That they had, oh, I can't. They're can't part remember. of a community. They are, thank they you. They are part of an awesome community <laughs> and they're doing life together and they're doing awesome things yes. together. And they and none of us can do awesome things alone. Oh, there it is on the screen God, right now. Oh, that's Rio's awesome. legacy. Yeah. God yes. has called us to be part of a community so we can accomplish great things for and, you. And that's the thing. We could be rogue and just trying to go out on our own. And yeah. and to be honest, we are. In, mm. in the sphere of influence, mm. we are. But, but we must come back yeah. to being part of the body. Yes. Yes. It, it's the and body. And raise your children to be part of an awesome church community. Like if I pull my lung out right now, one mm. of my lungs out mm. right now, I could the body could still survive, mm. but that lung wouldn't. Yeah. I yeah. could pull one of my kidneys out. I, yeah. Honestly, I couldn't, but mm. maybe with not, some not instruments. Right right, um, pull my kid, <laughs> one of my kidneys out. That organ wouldn't survive, but I could still survive. Yes. The body that will still go on. Die. But when they're all members mm. of my body. Yeah. If you but dismember anything, if you dismember it's going to die. It dies. It's going to shrivel up. Necrosis is mm. the result. Yeah. So please, please, one of the best things you can ever please. do for your children is oh. to plant them in the house of God and surround them in a community of amazing believers. It frustrates me. We're being really honest this we morning. Are. It really frustrates me when people get their priorities upside down and they're running around doing a hundred other things. They say that they're, they're working hard. They say they want to raise their kids to follow Jesus. Because that's they the intent hardly of their ever hearts. have them in the house of God. And it frustrates me because they're taking them to sport. They're taking them to music. Socializing. Lessons, they're taking them to sleepovers with their friends. They go into parties. Please. But the enemy <laughs> has. If you really want to yeah. raise your kids to honor God. Yeah. Plant them in the house of God. But somehow the enemy has been able to switch in there. Oh, but you don't have to do this. Can't miss a sporting event. Can't mm. miss uh, a, a practice for a play. Can't mm. miss a class. All those things are Can't temporary. miss a meeting at work. Can't mm. miss this. But, oh, church, pff, God doesn't care. But to be honest, God's love still supersedes all of that. Yeah. It, regardless mm. of our, of our behaviour, God still loves us. Mm. But the thing is, we won't have that heaven connection like we can. We will have an expression of it, but it'll be an earthly expression of that. Whereas God says, "No, no, no, no! I want you to see the whole thing." In Ephesians, it says, "You know that He is um, now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more." Mm. Than More. we could ever imagine. And we think, oh, no, no, we, we need to get our kids into a good uni and we need to get all these things. But if you don't realize, if you don't train them up from a child, from mm. when they're born, mm. if you're not training them up. And set an example. So if you're saying, mm. oh, sports where you've got to go, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to make sure you feel, fulfill all these obligations in life because that's where the opportunities are. And it's like, really? So. God can't speak and give an answer. Mm. God's done that with all of our children. Mm. They've been in the right place at the right time mm. and God has just – and it's not because of 
the the plans that we had for them. No. It's the plans that God yes, has for them, yes. and we just put them in an environment where um, so faith could be fostered, where they can hear hope God, could be fostered, where they can be encouraged, come on, where they can be prophesied come on. over. Where they can be prayed for. Isn't it where funny? Where they can hear the word of God on yeah. a weekly basis. You can tell we're passionate about this. Like, it's so Because we're talking over the top of each other. cannot stress it enough. <laughs> but it, I was talking it's to Steve McCracken earlier and he, he made the comment. He said, isn't it funny that we, we set out to make, you know, our own plans. Mm. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll make this happen. Mm. And, and church is sort of, you know, why do I have to go every week? Why do why, why do, wouldn't you want to? Why do you even go to church twice on a Sunday? You know, why would you do that? And it's because not because they have to. People come because they want to serve other people. Mm. They want to be there to maybe an opportunity. A new person walks in, or someone walks in heavy with the burden mm. of the week, mm. and say, "Hey, are you okay? Can I pray for you?" Or Can just even sharing you? love. Not mm. not even that's enough. Mm. Just sharing love with someone. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why we're in this environment because it's it's not just attending something; mm. it's contributing to something greater yeah. than what we are. At it's the about moment. relationship. Yeah, it's it's not you know thinking I just I just need to attend church on Sunday. I just need to tick that box so me and God are okay. That that's a religious mindset. Mm. A relational mindset says I want to be in the presence yeah. of God. I want I want to worship my Savior. I, wa- I want to sit in the atmosphere where his word is being spoken and yeah. I want to be surrounded by my brothers and sisters mm. that love me, that can encourage me, that I can encourage, that I can be part of the family. Mm. That's the relational mindset that, that Jesus wants us to have. Yeah. It's not about religion. And, and it's about are, relationship with are, him and yeah. one another. Sorry, I'm talking. <laughs> we are so blessed that our parents made the decision yeah. to – that church was a priority. Yeah, nothing else happened on Sunday. Every every <laughs> week, and not only that, during the week. And not and not out of religious. No. Um, not at all. You know, ha- habits, but because it was a priority. Yeah, and in that environment, I had men that could speak into my life. I had women that could speak into my life. Mm. I had friends yes. that could realign me and speak yeah. into my life yeah. when my parents couldn't. Mm. And I'm so glad that we made that decision mm. because our children had other men and mm. women yes. to speak into their yeah. life when we and couldn't, when peers. they when they maybe didn't want to come to us mm. or they, yeah. they or someone just at that moment in a conversation, boom, God mm. spoke to them. Mm. And because of that, that that is just you can't pay enough for that. To have people watching over your children and over your loved ones to to fill them up Mm. with everything that's about God. And the problem is that we set our plans in motion and say, oh, we'll do this and do this Mm. and do. And when it doesn't work out, we blame God. Mm. That's what Steve was saying. He says, why is it we exclude God and we just say, oh, I believe in God, but we don't go to him and follow him. Now, Jesus said, if you love me... Mm. Follow my commands. Mm. Do what I say. Yeah. And just that's in John mm. um, 14. And just after that, he says, whoever has my commands, John 14, 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them mm. is the one who loves me. Yeah. And right before it in verse uh, 15, it says, if you love me, keep my commands. I just mm. want to quick, have you finished your points? I've just oh, got I've three. I've just got one more. One more. Can I just ride this one, this horse, while I'm on it? Just whip this pony (laughs) a little bit more. (laughs) So, love—the word "love" there is agapeo. Love actually means to breathe after, to sensually breathe after, and long. It's a longing. Mm. So every breath is about that. Every everything in your being, your breath, your Mm. spirit is about that thing. You talk about it. Yeah, you can't change the subject on it. Mm. You're pretty fanatical about it. Mm. You know, it, if you love me, keep my commands. And, and later on in 21, it says, um, whoever has my commands and keeps them, the same words, then they love me. Love that breathing, that longing. What is on your breath all the time? Is it the, the business meeting you got to do? Is it your how much money you have to make for that week? Are you meeting your budgets? Are you getting the work done around the house? Are you, uh, do you have family engagements that you have to, get, have to get to, not need to get to, but have to get to because it's expected of you, and you sacrifice other things in your life? Oh, 
going off on another tangent here, but growing up, I, I, we've met people that have said, do you know what, I was forced to go to church, so I'm going to allow my children to make up their own mind. And none of those kids are in church now. In fact, I've had is, children. Is that what to, the Word of God says? That's not what the Word of God Let says at all. Let your kids make up their own mind no. about who they serve. It says it train say? a child. Train a child. We, but we, ha- we need to live by the Word of God. Yeah. It's do, the only Do we truth. live by our opinions? Do we live by the culture around us? Or do we live by the Word of God? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Do we raise our kids by the Word of God? Mm. Or do we raise our kids by the experiences that we've had in the past, the, mm. you know, the culture around us. The hurts, the, the, the pressures. Disappointments, the disappointments, the offences. Whatever's yelling loudest at us at that moment or do we prioritise our life according to seek first yeah. the kingdom of God and then everything else will yeah. follow. The word keep is like in a fortress, the old-fashioned, you know, walled um, fort the, the castle, the keep was the last reserve. It was the safest place in the castle. Mm. And that, that's the keep and command are both military terms here. So if you keep, if you have in that secure place in your life, um, the commands. Now, the word command here, again, is a military term, which means an authoritative prescription, mm. an authoritative process for a desired beneficial destiny. Wow. So if yeah. you keep in in keep running back to it as a security and loving mm. my commands, my prescribed um, roadmap mm. for a de- mm. for a destination. And that's God's heart. Yeah. He has a destination mm. for each one of our lives. And the beautiful mm. thing is, it's not all about the destination. It's about the beautiful journey along yeah, the way, right. where we grow, yeah. where we get to encounter him, yeah. where we get to see breakthrough in his miracles and his love in our life. Mm. And we get our faith grown. Together. Oh, following Jesus Together. is the best thing we can do. Yeah. And Jesus never missed an opportunity of going to the temple. Mm. Paul Saul of Tarsus changed to Paul. He, whenever he went to a new town, even though he he hindered the Christians, he still went to temple and and preached Jesus there. He was always in the temple. And when you read Acts 2, it says that they met regularly in the temple and regularly, daily in the temple and regularly in their homes. Yeah. This is something we need to do. And it's not just about having a party. It's about being focused on Jesus. It's Mm. about being focused on the spiritual and not just social. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spiritual, not social. So so if we're gonna do this fellowship thing, let's do it with all our heart. Yeah. Let's love the Lord our God. Because if, all if our you heart. don't do it wholeheartedly, you'll miss the marker on that hiking trail. Yeah. And you'll just go off on a tangent. Mm. Yeah, you might have to do some yelling and some calling and you might have to get rescued, but isn't it a lot easier and a lot smoother just to follow the path instead of having to have a rescue team come and get you and you're in fear of things and all that mm. and you're intrepid. Isn't it easier just to follow the path? Yeah, consistently. Mm. Yeah. So my third point is faith Drum and roll. Faith and fellowship. Come on. And fellowship produces fruit. Ooh. She's done it. Psalm 23. Fruit. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. That's the beginning. That's verse 1. And the last verse says, Surely goodness and love will follow me mm. all the days of my life. Yeah. So that's the fruit of us following Jesus. Oh, yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. I will follow him. Mm. And then the fruit of our fellowship is then goodness and love mm. will follow us. And God's favour will follow us. Yeah. You know that. I heard someone say recently that not every Christian has the same level of favour from God. We are all loved equally by God, but we don't all have the same level of favour from God. It even says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favour with God and men. Mm. So even Jesus' favour increased in his time on earth. Because of his obedience. Yeah, in wisdom and stature. Yeah. In character and in, mm. yeah. So the a, more we follow God, the more we obey the word of God. Yes. Our favour, favour follows us. Isn't it funny? Like we said last week, 
The word obey today isn't, is something that we just want to wipe out. We don't want that word obey, except if it's on a brand across mm. our shirts, mm. obey. You yeah. know, like <laughs> I've always seen those and thought, where did that come from? Uh, anyway, obey, buy that product. But it's a godly principle. It is a godly principle. O- obedience, mm. submission, coming mm. sub, coming under mm. the mission of Christ. Yeah. And, and the mission of Christ is go and make disciples, yeah. teaching them everything to that obey. I've taught you. To obey. Yeah. My mum my always used to say to me, the only obedience is complete obedience. <laughs> That's, you know, how your dad had wow. his mantras for yeah. you. That was my mum's mantra. The only kind of obedience is complete obedience and immediate obedience. Mm. So partial obedience, just, you know, picking out bits of the Bible that you want to obey and ignoring the bits that you don't want to obey is not obedience at all. It's disobedience because it's ignoring. That's a bit harsh, Carly. It's ignoring parts of God's word. The only obedience is complete, absolute, 100% obedience. Steve McCracken's just texted me and he says, comfort is not the goal of following Christ. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Comfort is not the goal. Yeah. But he does comfort us. His spirit comforts us. But that's not the goal. It's one of those fruits that follows us Mm. after we when we're following him. And it's loving him. Yeah. If you yeah. love me, then do this. See, yeah. even the, um, the, the, the things aren't it. It's the love for Jesus. Mm. It's the love for God yeah. that is the primary thing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And love. I love it how um, 1 Corinthians 13 states everything that love is, mm. the aspect, all the attributes about love. Yeah. And um, the first couple of ones are, and I, I, I I condense them all here, that love infuses meaning into every aspect of life. Mm. See, all this, us attending church, and not attending church, sorry, use the wrong church. church. Us being, being the, the church, church, being the ecclesia. We've got to get our language right, Yeah, don't we, we do. We, we really us do. Us being the church. Us being the church <laughs> um, in love, in mm. love. It infuses mm. meaning into every aspect of life. Yes. Because, it, you know, Paul wrote it, if I, if I speak in the you know, the language of men and angels mm. but don't have love. I'm just a clanging gong or a sounding mm. cymbal. If I, if I give everything to the poor and I surrender my body to the flames and don't have love, then I've achieved nothing. Mm. Love brings meaning into every aspect mm. of life. And God's love flowing through us to this world is fostered in that atmosphere mm. of the ecclesia That's as well right. because we're yeah. continually talking not about the weather, mm. not about the hard, just mm. the hardships and what's going mm. wrong and it's only going to get worse, mm. but we're talking about God's got this. Mm-hmm. God's got this. What, is, what has God done? Where, is mm. he, where has he shifted that we're now going to be? He's taking us into, yeah. into that destiny, into that, that, um, yeah, mm. that prescribed Authority, that authoritative prescription roadmap for where we're mm. going to go. Because his word is a lamp to our feet, light to our path. It's the best. Mm. It's the best. Hey, we've, we've enjoyed this. We've both yeah, we like rattled to, out so fast. To, we need to wrap up. But yeah. I, I just want to finish with the same phrase that I started with. Are you following? Mm. Are yes. you following? Are you staying on the path? Are you, are you following Jesus? That's a great challenge. Mm. Are you following? Are you being a disciple? Or are you um, heading off on your own and just hoping that Jesus is with you? Mm. Oh, please, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, help me out today. Jesus, please be with me Mm. in this meeting. There's nothing wrong with praying that, but what about, Father, where do you want me to be Mm. today? Father, what do you want me to do today? You know, so much different. So much different. Completely different. Do you want to finish up in prayer? Yes. Thank you, Father. Let's just pray now. Let's just Mm. lean in. Mm. And... um, if anything's challenged you this morning, then that's great because the, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Mm. Um, and if you've been offended, then that's Jesus speaking to you because he's the hey, rock of offence. Can I just say something on that really quickly? We can get really um, confused about the difference between conviction and condemnation. Oh. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you, that's a, that's a really good thing. That's an invitation. And that's an invitation for mm. change. To get it's bedrock. an invitation to lean into that and say, Holy Spirit, what are you teaching me in, in this moment? Um, too often we dismiss it as condemnation and we say, oh, that word's condemning me or that person's condemning mm. me. If we, can, if we can 
label it condemnation and we don't have to do anything about it. Yeah. Because because we don't like it. But if we if we receive it as that's the Holy Spirit convicting mm. me, then that's because he loves me mm. and he's got something better for me. It's an invitation. So if the Holy Spirit's been convicting you this morning, embrace it. It's because he loves you Take and he invitation. has a better way for you. Mm. So yeah, let's pray. Take the invitation. Take the invitation. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much that you are awesome, that you are supreme, that you are magnificent, that you know what is best for us, that you know a better way than what, that what we can ever ask, hope, or imagine. Father, help us to be your disciples. Help us to be followers of Jesus. You said to take up our cross and follow you. And we know that there's a price to pay. And we know that it's a continual journey of allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us to keep our priorities in the right place, to keep our devotion and our affections in the right place. And we just thank you, Father, that by your Spirit, that you will continually counsel us, that you comfort us, that you lead so us, you that are. you guide us, that you convict us, so that you, you keep are. us on the path, yes. that your rod and, rod and your staff, they comfort oh. us, that you prompt us, that you realign us. Lord, I just thank you that you're, you're realigning mindsets, that you're realigning priorities, that you're, you're realigning pathways right now as, mm. as we lean into you, Father. We, we pray and we declare together that your kingdom come and that your will be done in each one of our hearts, in yep. each one of our families, yes. Lord, yes. in every household. Yes. Lord, we want the things that matter to you to be the things that matter to us. That's what it comes down to, Lord. So we thank you for the good work that you're doing in our hearts, Father. Yes. Be glorified yes. in every one of our lives. Yes. In the name of Jesus, amen. Father, I just thank you for that call from Jesus. Follow me. Follow me. Come follow me. Mm. Lord, I just thank you right now for that call that we would not um, reject it, but that we would wholeheartedly accept it and see the honour in accepting it. Not the the work and Mm. the toil that's Mm. in it, but the honour that's in it, the invitation to follow your ways and to follow your teachings and to follow the kingdom of heaven. Father, I just thank you right now in this season mm. that it's not we're not in, about to have a seasonal change. We're about to have a transformation. Yeah. You're not just going from one season to the next. Mm. That's a natural thing. You are transforming your church. You are transforming yes. individuals in your building body. Church. Father, I thank you that you are yeah. doing that. Jesus, you're building your yes. church. Yeah. So, that, yeah, and not Beautiful even bride. nothing can stand against it. We speak blessing over each household. We speak blessing over each family. We speak blessing over each marriage, Mm -hmm. each individual, each child, each Mm -hmm. adult. And we speak it in the name of Jesus. Have a great week. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.